Stories, fables, ghostly tales. Welcome, the legends that are my titans, warlords, enforcers, and you lovely new listeners. Today I'm bringing you something different. Stories from the heart, which are called unsent letters. Letters that never reach their owner and are completely anonymous. People write these letters and pour their hearts and souls into what they're writing. They can be grievances that they have with a friend, a loved one, or someone they hate, but are unable to express that to them. Or similarly, it can be a person they admire, love, cherish, have a crush on, or simply a message of great importance to them that weighs on their mind. In today's unsent letters, we move through relationship abuse, passion, hatred, admiration, sadness, essentially a roller coaster of emotions, in letters that will never reach their desired target, but an expression, and an unfurling of the soul in written words. Disclaimer this is not for little ears, and covers topics involving suicide, abuse, and if you're in a sad mood, maybe skip this one, but you're going to hear the hearts of people willing to share their thoughts. So turn off the lights, hug someone you love, and tell them you care. Letter 1. I received the call yesterday and was told you passed away Monday. Monday morning, in your sleep. I was in shock, because I hadn't seen you on Sunday and you seemed okay. And you looked healthy. I'm still so confused, and my heart is hurting. I keep thinking about the conversations we exchanged a few days ago. I've been holding the image of you smiling at me in my head. I told you I would come over soon for dinner, before you left. I didn't know then I'd be giving you the last kiss on the cheek. You were always so kind and loving. I'm so sorry Mum kept me away from the family for so long. I was just starting to reconnect with everyone, now that I'm older. And now, I won't get that chance with you, Auntie. And I'm so, so sorry. This hurts so bad. I had to tell my mum today that she lost another sister. The hurt in her eyes killed me, and I shall never forget it. She regrets not coming Sunday. She said she was thinking about you last week, and that she wanted to give you a call to talk. She said that you always protected her, and took care of her when she was younger. She's hurting. We all are. I will cherish the memories I have as a child at your house. I will cherish the last memory of you on Sunday, with a smile on your face. I love you, and I hope to see you again one day. Letter 2 I wish you knew how much this meant to me. You were on the verge of suicide. You were posting about it for whatever reason, and that night I stumbled onto it, and when I saw you wanted to kill yourself, I got selfish and wanted to save you. And you answered, we spoke, and you stopped messaging me, and later you finally messaged me that you were okay, and I saved your life. You thanked me and I cried. 
Because, to tell you the truth, maybe I was feeling the same way as you. I was there, in that mindset, probably wanting to die, but saw you in pain and... And my instincts kicked in. Because I don't love myself. I hate myself. I think I'm so useless. I wanted to disappear. I wanted to die. But the thought of someone feeling the same was unbearable. I can't do it. I can't sit by and watch someone live a similar pain to mine. And I saved you. I spent years wishing I was dead, but you? I never wanted to be more alive if it meant saving you. And you thanked me. And I didn't get to say this because I didn't want it to be about me. You were my priority because your life meant something, and I wanted to prove it, and I guess I did. And I hope you never have to return to that frame of mind ever. Thank you. Thank you for saving me. Letter number three. I can't count the number of times I've hoped, wished, and dreamed of you leaving him. He was horrible for you, but you couldn't see it. He didn't let you express yourself, forced you into a dark place with no way out, and convinced you that it was what was best for you. And you struggled there for so long. Me and all your other friends worried about you so much, wishing you would leave him, realize how hard he was making things for you. But you finally did. I never thought you would, but you did. And for some stupid reason, I always thought the second things ended with him, you'd run to me. I thought I was special to you. I thought I was the one for you. That you were fighting your feelings for me and that when you were free from him, you'd run into my arms, crying, unable to hold back tears because you can't believe we can finally be together. But you didn't. You left him months ago. You didn't even tell me. You didn't reach out. You ignored me over and over. You claim I'm special and you enjoy talking, but over and over again, you leave me wanting more. Nothing. And when I finally figure out that you're not with him anymore, I spend hours fighting whether or not I should reach out. Unable to sleep. Thinking about nothing but you for days on end. I finally reach out. Scared you won't answer. Scared you're happy without me. Scared I'll make a fool of myself. But you answered. I was happy as could be. We could finally catch up, be our dumb selves like how we used to. God, I missed our conversations back and forth. We went joking and getting along as we always did. I thought that this was a step to us finally being together. Maybe it was months later. Maybe you were scared to reach out. Maybe you wanted me to make the first step. This was it. But it wasn't. You found someone else. I have never been more crushed in my life. You told me you couldn't leave him because he deserved a chance. A chance to see if things would work out. And after years of waiting, I thought I was finally going to get my chance. But I guess I won't. You're seeing someone else? You didn't even reach out to me or come running. You didn't miss me. I don't even know if I really meant anything special to you at all. I constantly fear I'm just another guy you were into. One of the many. Someone you twirled around your finger, keeping me on your hook. I haven't felt emotions like this since the last time we interacted. 
You are both the best and worst things that have ever happened to me. You make me the happiest I've ever been and the saddest I've ever been. Why didn't I get my chance? You know how I love you. You've always known. But after all these years, when we finally had the chance to be together, you instead found someone else. As if I was some old toy you got tired of playing with and left in your closet just to be buried and forgotten about. Did you ever love me? Was I ever really anything special? Since we first met, I felt something different with you. I knew you were special, and for years I've convinced myself that you're going to be the one I'll marry. That we'd drift apart over and over again, but eventually we'd always find our way back to each other, and when the time was right, we'd be the happiest that either of us has ever been. But you moved on to somebody else again. You move on and I stay here waiting, wanting to help you, supporting you despite how much it hurts me to see you with someone else. Until I no longer can bear it, just for it all to happen again. Why didn't you give me a chance? Why didn't I get a chance to love you? Letter number four. It has been a couple of months now and I still find myself angry at your betrayal. Yes, I understand that you did not technically cheat on me, but you were literally asking me whether I made you jealous when I mentioned men in my life. Men. Mere men like a single classmate who happens to be a male. And all that time, you were secretly having fun and enjoying your time with your new girlfriend. Before she broke you because she was, and this is in your own words, childish and annoying. I am not only assuming that you are only with her because you pity her, but I also understand that your relationship with her is not my business. I just happen to be trapped, tangled in your web of lies, anxiety, and whatever trauma you have from the so-called hard life you went through. I still find myself angry at you. Yet I understand that the only thing I can control is what I feel about you now. I have made the decision that you will never hurt me again. I will not allow it. I used to wonder how you could hurt people like this, how you could hurt me like that. But last night, literally last night, I learned that perhaps you are also in great pain. Therefore, you had no choice but to inflict pain to me. I suppose everyone is hurting in some way. Which, to quote your longtime friend who is now ours, is not the reason to screw up. Maybe you're right when you said that you are the worst person I have ever loved. Even now, it hurts to say that I tried to love you, because now I feel like you don't deserve my love. And I suppose you know this too. You. You and how you keep saying that I am too good for you. I don't know where you are in life now. I don't know if I care. All I can care about is myself, because you have proven to me again and again that you are too chaotic that you have too many things to sort through, that you are so wrapped within your anxious attachment that you do incredibly inconsiderate things, such as betraying me when we literally share the same group of friends and even make people be responsible for your actions. You are incredibly childish, you really are, with your ever-changing goalposts and your unclear words. Sometimes I feel great pity for you.
at the same time, I can have compassion for you. Because I will give you credit to let me go. Because somehow now I have found an extraordinary person with whom I only intend to have a physical relationship with. Yet he turned out to be someone who has been doing a great deal of work on himself. I am so angry at you at times. I suppose it's just a way in which myself is saying that I deserve better. And I agree. I deserve better in a sense that no human being should suffer betrayal like you did to me. I learned a lot from what you did to me. But do you? Will you? Sometimes I think about you when I am filled with disgust. But perhaps what disgusts me about you is also some sort of darkness I see within myself. And perhaps it shall never matter. Because my only obligation, prop to the person I'm currently seeing, is to be happy and grateful for the life I have. Yes, you betrayed me to a mutual friend of ours, who turned out to be an extremely two-faced person who might emotionally manipulate you. But that is your relationship and your fight. All I can do is learn from it. You did make that bed, so you must sleep in it. Because things in life have consequences. I think about how I want to hurt you back because you really, really hurt me. But what would that achieve? What would that do to both of us? I don't think I should give you any more power in my life. It is hard to admit that you still do in some way. Or uh, perhaps I'm just exhausted, tired, scared. I am out of my usual vibe since this morning, where I experienced something that you could probably only dream of, which is not necessarily your fault or that you did not try hard enough. It is just what it is. In all this, the most important person in my life is me. I will take care of me and love me, because no one else can do it for me. It shall be my mission, and I will unlearn my pattern of martyrdom, because such a pattern will not help anyone at the end of the day. And I don't think you ever loved me. Not in the definition of love that I have. Love to me means that you will try your best to be with the person that you love even when it hurts and be absolutely honest where it matters. Therefore, according to my definition, you never loved me. And that's okay. I suppose you loved me in your own way, even though I probably never quite got why you ended up betraying me so badly. Let me say this again. To me, you never loved me. That hurts, but that is okay. You nipped into my life when I was lonely, when many people are extremely lonely. Thank you for pursuing me, even though time to time I still wish that we never met. Because that is how awful you ended up being for me. Thank you for everything. Truly. Letter number five. I can't believe how exciting today has been. It's like right out of a Maury Povich daytime talk show. And there I am, up on the stage myself. This is just such an unexpected event. I've heard about this kind of thing happening, but would have never thought it would ever happen to me. So it starts when I was about 16, I guess. And my mother casually brings up that she actually had another son that she gave birth to that was six years older than me and six years younger than my older brother. I was like, what? For real? Why haven't you ever told me about this? I mean, I was actually kind of mad that she had never said anything to me or my brother. She then explained that the baby was born with holes in its heart, and she said that the doctor told her that 
if the baby even lives, then it's going to be a very long and pain-filled battle for this child's entire life, and will surely take a lot of money and a lot of special care. My mother never had any help from anybody. She worked full-time and had to because she was the only income that she had and would never be able to give this child the support it was going to need. Plus, she wouldn't be able to work a full-time job that was needed for one other child, with soon-to-be two boys to come and to raise. So she said she gave the baby up for adoption. She said the doctor was pretty sure the child would never survive the next 24 hours, because immediately after the birth, the baby was flown to another hospital to undergo open-heart surgery. And as it turned out, the baby was born blue, not breathing and totally unresponsive. Fast forward 44 years. I'm settling in for a nice dinner and a little internet time before going to bed. I had just finished setting up my Facebook account. I've never much cared for Facebook, but wanted to find a couple of old friends I haven't seen in years. And literally the very first person to find my page and send a request to chat. Some guy I didn't recognize, but his message made the hair on my arms and neck stand on end. Hey, my name's B. I'm trying to locate my biological family. I'm a member of DNA.com and through that service, they were able to give me the only clue that I've gotten in a 20-year search. I took to who I think is a cousin of yours and he gave me your name and the name of who I hope is my mother. Would it be possible that you can tell me if I'm on the right track? This has been a very long and painful search that I've been praying to accomplish before I die. It's very important to me to find my real family. Any info would only help and I'd be very grateful. My jaw hit the floor. And I just stared at my screen. I thought, this ain't for real. Couldn't be. Maybe it's spam from DNA.com. After some back and forth, and I'm sure he could sense I was a bit unsure this was even real or not, or just some new scam or something. But I told him about my mother telling me once about a baby that was very ill, with holes in its heart, and how she said it most likely died shortly after birth. And then he sent me a picture of the most recent time he had open heart surgery, and said to me, I was born blue, put on ice and rushed from Harborview Hospital to Northwest Hospital to have open heart surgery. That lasted over 12 hours. Since that time, I've had three open heart surgery and a Teflon valve. And in October of 2013, I was in a horrible car accident and put in the hospital. I was on life support and his family were told that I had a hugely high chance of dying. Basically 100%. There's simply no way he'll ever survive. Turns out, it was him. It was my brother. Unbeknownst to him though, my mother had died. I've been talking with my new brother... All day and all night, and I've got to tell you, I can't wait to fucking meet him. Funny part is, he grew up in the same neighborhood that we did. This is so fucking awesome. I've been just blown away all day. Anyway, I just wanted to say, I've been so happy all day. This is going to be amazing. Letter 6 this is what I want to send you right now, but I'm too nervous. I want to say that I'm so happy that we're in touch again. I never thought after so many years we'd run into each other, and here we are. So crazy to say it out loud. Friends as kids and now 
I am really excited about next week. So excited I can't sleep. You're great. Please stop apologizing for being shy. I like you. I like you a lot. I was too shy to say it the last time we spoke, those many years ago. But it seems we both are getting another chance. Fate is a funny little thing. Cheers. Letter 7 A few months ago you helped me to my car. You noticed me shaking and the tears in my eyes as I listened to the woman behind me making fun of me. You walked me to my car and tried your best to make me feel like a human. Every time I come into your store and you're there, you help me. I've even seen you pull out your own debit card and help an elderly woman whose car didn't work. You open a register if there's a long line. Like you know that standing for long periods of time makes me lose strength and balance. You will walk me to the empty register and out with my groceries. You don't make me feel ashamed when I have to use a EBT card. You help me or send someone to help load my groceries. I can tell your employees think as highly of you as I do. Today, it was slow when I stopped by. Only like three customers in the store. You came from the office looking so defeated and broken. It really hurt my heart to see someone who's always had a nice word and a smile for every customer looking so sad. You saw me and it was like a switch flipped to a customer service mode. You smiled, but it didn't reach your eyes. You asked me if I'd like some company walking around the store because you had to do a manager's walk anyway. You asked me how I was doing and listened as I spoke of my last doctor's appointment and the beta blockers they put me on to help. You were surprisingly knowledgeable about the different meds we discussed. Then you started speaking of your wife. You described her with such love, it made me smile. You talked about how she was too good for you. But from my point of view, you seemed well matched. You talked about her curly hair as you pulled yet another of her hairs off your shirt. Your eyes glowed with a love I hoped to have one day. Then you told me her story. You told me how she started having tremors about a year ago. You told me how at first she didn't think it was a big deal. You told me how she put off doctor's appointments and made jokes. You told me how you begged her to go to the doctor. You told me how you got her to go to a couple of doctors a couple of months ago, and all the tests she was put through. You then told me she was recently diagnosed with Huntington's disease. I didn't know what to say. You just kind of shrugged it off and went back into customer service mode. You helped an elderly man carry dog food to his truck. You laughed with a customer and found a coupon for her order. You listened to your employee complain about hours. And all that's just in the hour or so that I was slowly making my way through the store. You did it all with a smile and a kind word. I saw that it's not just for me. Not just because my tremors remind you of your wife. It's just who you are. Even in your own grief and troubles, you had a kind word and a smile for everyone. I hope you realize how much your kindness means to me. I go past another grocery store of the same chain to go to yours. Not just for you, but your employees. Thank you for spreading your kindness and giving me hope 
for the world. I truly am sorry that you are facing this long battle with your wife, but I know you will handle it with all the love you have for her. It is simply inspiring. You are inspiring. Letter 8 Hi, I'm sorry that it's me again with another text. There is so much I'd love to say to you. So much that there would possibly be no end for this letter. I have no idea where to start at all. Our friendship is something special. We've both known that for a long time now. I have no idea what the trigger for this has been, but I'm really happy that we're in such a relationship. You're always here if I need you and stand by my side, and you know that I'll always do the same for you. But there's something different. For you, I'm just a really good friend, possibly even your best. But for me, you are more than just that. I have no clue what happened. I have so many words for you, but I'm just here, writing pathetically this unsent letter to you. Because I am so afraid to say it to you, right in front of you, looking in your beautiful eyes. You are the most amazing woman I've ever met. Your talents amaze me every time. Like your drawing or your violin playing. I love your eyes, which always catch me. Your voice, which makes my heartbeat go crazy. And your angelic voice, which always makes me happy to listen to. To end this, I love you. I love you more than anything else in the world. I would bring you the heaven on earth and collect every star from the sky for you. I love you more than you could ever imagine. But I know that you won't ever feel the same for me. Letter 9 The reason I listened to you is because I would hate to hear my parents argue. You were the best way to block it all out. The reason I listened to you is because I would hate to hear my brothers, whom I share my room with, cry at night. We have never talked about our emotions together. The reason I listen to you is to block out all the thoughts that run through my head at night, as you leave no room for thoughts. The reason I listen to you is because you remind me of going back home on a plane. I always love the feeling of going home. The reason I listen to you is because I hate waking up to the sound of early morning traffic. The reason I listen to you is because you remind me of my gran, who would always put you on before falling asleep, to the white noise that helps me fall asleep every night. Thank you. Well, listeners, I hope you got something special out of these stories. Even though a lot of these are sad, morose, depressing, and forlorn, they offer insights into people's thoughts and help us judge our own. To understand the position one is in, look at the other and gauge yourself respectively. These stories bring me back down to earth, and although saddening, offer a slice of life from another person, their place, their perspective, and their troubles. And these stories really allow you to think of times you've been through those experiences, or a snippet of the hardships that others endure, and garner learning from those. So I hope these stories brought you an interesting experience, as they do for me. Now mates, if you want to support the show, leave an iTunes review. This show grows and improves thanks to listeners like you. 
that take the time to leave that review. And to any lovelies out there kind enough to love the show and want to support me, visit www.patreon.com forward slash sfgt. Your love goes a long way. Now, I want to thank my colossal old knighty titan, Queen of the Cats, Maya. Mates, just epic as always. Not an episode is uploaded without your support touching its production. Today, I've been looking closely at an application called Filmora X, which I'm hoping will allow me to streamline my editing process for video uploads. I've downloaded a demo today, and I'm going to mess around with it over the weekend. For the price on offer, it's an absolute steal. So, I'll keep your lovely self posted. Thanks again, you legendary lady you. You're awesome, Maya. And my white tea warlord, Lesasaurus Rex. <laughs> oh, mate, your support is also flying into Filmora X with the goal that I can purchase some transitions, special effects, and editing plugins to make it super easy to edit in the future. What I'm also working on is using really cool tools like tracking objects or images to create some really funky visuals. We'll see how we go, though. <laughs> Thanks, man, for supporting me in the way you do, studio. And my next awesome white to you, Warlord Paige, Kramer. Such an awesome person and always loving the communications. And thank you for your support as always. I've been putting that support to good use on subscription costs and website transferal services as well. To ensure it's clean and smooth. Proof is in the pudding though, but I can't wait to start working on streamlining the website again. Thank you so much, Paige. And I'll be in touch, like I said, either today or tomorrow. And it's always a joy to hear from your awesome self. Cheers, Paige. And the kinetic electric that pulses through my veins. The people that make it so. My old gray enforcers are... Chad Warren, Just Heather, Juicebox Andy, Peter Effeli, Tasha Moncrief, Christina Boyd, Dolphin Nkow, Michelangelo Yacone, Tea Time Drinker 1, and Divided by Zero. Thanks for being amazingly special and ensuring that this podcast rockets along. To all my supporters, thank you, and stick with me Friday for more tales. They might be creepy, or they might be unique, just like you lot. So join me to find out, you lovelies. And as always, mates, till next, we meet.